0: From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hello, and welcome to the Anxiety Project podcast number 42. I am Brad Robinson here with you once again. And this one is a Q and A episode. I appreciate and I'm grateful for all of your questions. I read them all and in the future, I'm going to be doing another. So send me more questions and I will answer them on this podcast and perhaps even in a video on YouTube. So if you haven't subscribed already, Go to the Anxiety Project on YouTube. I have videos. I have the podcast episodes there as well. Also, you'll find meditation videos. I'm just going to keep adding content weekly. So it's just going to grow. And I want my community there this anxiety recovery community to grow as well, sharing our stories and sharing our breakthroughs. That's what's most important. The breakthroughs. How did you get to a higher place? How did you reach that level of confidence? That's what's important. Striving for what's better. You know, you could be more than you are now. This is what I tell myself all the time, Brad, you can be more than you are now. Even though I've recovered from anxiety, I still grow. There's unlimited amounts of things to grow on. So whether it's personality, whether it's learning a new skill or 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 breaking an old habit, whatever it is, there's always something to learn. There's always something to read. There's always something to listen to that will teach you something. That's my that's my mindset. I have a developing mindset. I'm always learning. I value learning. That's what I value most, learning. So, thank you for your questions. I'm going to dive in right now with Gary's question. Thank you Gary for asking me this question. A very very good question. Hi Brad, can you tell me why my thoughts are so bad and why I feel so bad in the morning and I just want to sleep? What is the best thing to do in the morning to feel better about myself? Very good question. I suffered, as you know, from a severe panic disorder, but I suffer from severe anxiety as soon as I woke up in the morning. Every day I woke up and I was automatically internal. I was focusing on the pains. I was focusing on the sensations. I was dreading the day. I was like, oh my God, today is going to be awful. Uh, you know, I don't have any goals. You know, I. I'm going to experience panic and I'm going to avoid all of these situations because what's the point when I'm dying already? So all of these things would just pop up first thing in the morning. Now, the more you try and ignore or avoid something, the more obvious that thing becomes. It's like the elephant in the room analogy. You know, there's a, a, big pink elephant in the room okay now don't think of big purple you're like ignoring that big pink elephant in the room you can't ignore it it's huge it's right there why are you going to ignore it you just can't it fills up the whole space so the more you try and ignore or avoid something the more obvious that thing becomes so what's the reason when you put more of your mental energy your attention onto this thing the bigger it gets also the greater the emotion is towards that thing the bigger the impact it has within your unconscious mind so re- I remember when when i tell you this the, the unconscious recognizes emotions and imagery. That's what it associates best with. So the more emotion you give something, the the more deeper it gets ingrained within your unconscious. Also, pushing down an experience or event from the mind only makes it heavier. You have attached emotional weight to it, thus keeping this memory, negative thought, and experience alive within you. You can never, ever escape that. That's what, that's what I believe karma is, this toxic negative energy that remains stored within the body, which then could grow into an actual physical illness, or keep you out of enlightenment, keeping you in a state of hell, keeping you consumed within within all of those thoughts and not in external, not in the present moment. Going through generalized anxiety disorder myself, I felt weighed down by dozens of repressed memories of past highly emotional experiences. I was highly sensitized due to the trauma of my past. I went through a lot of things, whether it was an embarrassing moment, whether it was stupid things that I did to people or to myself, right? Because, you know, you can do a lot to yourself and and feel pretty traumatized by it you know like i can't believe i was capable of doing that thing you know i don't even know who i am anymore that type of thinking right so i went through a lot of things you know i can't i, I couldn't believe i did certain things I, you know i was engaging in poor habits and thus keeping me in this character that i didn't want to be in so i felt guilty I was ashamed, and I ignored all of the dragons in the cave. I waited too long to slay them. Instead of slaying them when they were little babies, they kept on growing and growing, and eventually they ended up as big, huge dragons, and it was difficult for me to handle them. And these dragons represent chaos. They represent hell. They represent the responsibility that we should take on but ignore. And that's when the things grow and grow. Say if you get an envelope in the mail of of like you owe tax money or something, you owe something to the government, say you owe $200 and you ignore that envelope. Well, that that little amount, the $200, sits there. And then eventually it grows and eventually the government is after you for more money because you didn't pay that money or your 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 credit sucks so now there's a bigger dragon now the the big dragon is you owe more money or the or your credit sucks that's the big dragon so I didn't take on the responsibility of my situation and all the all of the situations in my life until I reached rock bottom until the dragons grew way too big. It became a long journey for me to regain order in my life, to take on the responsibility and to become fully honest with myself. So how can you start to counter all of these negative thoughts, especially in the morning? Well, Constant negative thoughts were were a huge challenge for me. Using the elastic band technique allowed me to catch the thought and then replace the thought. This great CBT technique allowed me to notice the moment a negative thought entered my mind. Then... I would replace that thought with a more empowering and more encouraging thought. A thought I used was me sitting in a chair, in a a diner, late at night drinking coffee and watching the rain come down. This was my relaxing thought. You know, I was sitting there in that diner with confidence, just drinking that coffee, enjoying life enjoying the rain not having any tasks to do just just in the moment and i use this thought to replace the old negative thought and this was a soothing and pleasant thought for me so you cannot get rid of a thought you can only replace a thought by using this elastic band technique you begin to strengthen a new, uplifting thought. And thus, weakening the hold of the previous negative thought. So, structure your day. Structure your day. When you wake up, you're going to expect those negative thoughts. Let them come. Write them all down on paper Write them all down. A thought is just a thought. Write them down on paper. Release it from your internal world. Go and meditate. Have a morning routine. Do something every morning, every day of the week. Have this routine. This routine will set you up for the day. When you meditate, perhaps a good meditation, I, the one I really recommend is manifestation movie which just go over the day the way you want it to go ideally how do you picture yourself what do you look like how do you feel how are you interacting with everyone go through the day exactly the way you want it to go and that's the manifestation movie that's just one technique to do in the morning to set you up for the day Because when you wake up in the morning, now you're facing all of the dragons, the chaos. Add some order into your life. Things will change. Now we move on to Ali's question. Ali says, do you ever have problems with your eyes during high anxiety? Now when he says high anxiety, I take it that when your anxiety is at a level nine or 10, something severe, high anxiety. Let us understand first that when the anxiety you face is at a level eight, nine, or 10, your amygdala takes over all other brain functions, okay? The amygdala, the part of your brain that initiates the fight, flight, or freeze response serves a great purpose, to keep us safe. It readies the body to either fight, flee, or freeze so that you can survive the dangerous situation. Even when there is no danger in your environment, that person has associated some things in their environment as being dangerous. That was me going through panic. I would wind up in a situation in a, a classroom, for example, when I was doing a workshop. And all of a sudden, panic just came. Even though there was no lion going to eat me, something triggered the anxiety. A stored repressed emotional issue or something in the environment that I associated in the past as being dangerous was triggered. It triggered the activation of that fear response so the sense the sensations the amygdala creates within the body can include racing heart perspiration dizziness numbness in the hands and feet dry mouth lump in the throat shallow depth of feel just to name a few you may feel disassociated from your body when this response is activated like you're not in control anymore that's because the amygdala has taken over it detected a threat a perceived threat and is now taking over so you can remain safe so that you can respond accordingly okay so when I was sitting in that classroom, in that workshop, when my all of these sensations would arise and I felt you know, not good in, in full panic mode, I was confused because I didn't understand the amygdala. I didn't understand anxiety. So I love talking about the amygdala. I love talking about the cortex because understanding these parts of the brain makes you realize that you know, oh, wait, this is just the fear response being activated in this situation. I'm not going crazy. I'm not losing my mind. I'm not a psychopath. I'm actually, it's actually just a natural response. I'm just in that feared response. So now, you know, it lessens the load, okay? It lessens the load, especially when you're in that panicky situation. So back to the question, did you ever have problems with your eyes during high anxiety? And the answer is yes. You know, your eyes are affected by the activation of this fear response. You know, peripheral vision, peripheral vision ceases and you now experience shallow depth of field also blurry vision, and a sensitivity to light. So these are all things that I went through. You know, I had shallow depth of field, I couldn't really focus, you know, I couldn't sit still, it's like I had to go, go, go. Because when that fight, flight, or freeze response is activated, it gets you, it gets you, you don't feel in control, you feel like you're going crazy. So in those moments, the moments that I've experienced myself everything all the blood rushes to to you know the different specific areas so that you can get out or you can respond accordingly so you know the depth of field of the eyes um and the blurry vision it's just all these are just um I don't want to say consequences but these are just uh, these These symptoms are just a result of the activation of the fear response. So remember, this fear response is a natural bodily response. You may feel like you're dying, going crazy, but in fact, you're just in the fight, flight, or freeze response. Thanks for the question, Ali. Thank you. Great question. Hey, Brad. This is from Aaron. Thank you, Aaron, so much for this question. I really like this question. Very, very common. Hey, Brad, I use your meditation video daily. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Aaron. That's on the YouTube channel, the Anxiety Project YouTube channel. Great selection of meditations there. There's three up there. I'm going to be uploading way more in the future. So subscribe and expect those to come. You have explained my past 6 months. I constantly feel I can't breathe. What picture would you recommend in order to remove my I can't breathe or I have a heart issue from my head because I have had several doctors tell me I'm fine that it's just anxiety. What can I do, man? Well, Great question, and Aaron's ta- when I when Aaron says picture, the unconscious stores a picture, a a a picture of the traumatic memory, a picture of this thing that we perceive the world through. This part, this part. So, say you've gone through a traumatic event in your past, you, you, an embarrassing moment. Your unconscious stores that. Picture, the picture it took before the heightened traumatic event. It stores it within you, keeps it there because it was a highly emotional event. So, like I said before, the unconscious holds on to the high an event that's highly emotional for you, just so it can protect you in the future, just to keep you safe, right? So, when he says, Aaron says, what picture would you recommend in order to remove my I can't breathe? He's talking about NLP. So, in NLP, I work with, I work, I do NLP with my clients. And some techniques include changing the picture of the event to something else. So, you have this highly stored emotional event. And I use techniques to replace that highly emotional event picture with a new empowering picture. And I'm not gonna get into detail with NLP. If you wanna know more about NLP, go to UnplugAnxiety.com. But I'm gonna do more simple techniques to, to, to answer this question. Um, so, well, good thing that you went to the doctors. I always recommend people, you know, who are curious about sensations to go to the doctor. And that, that, that alone cements the, the, the um, rational thought of, toward that rational thought towards the, the anxiety you're currently facing, right? Because having like that, that, that knowing of, you know, my doctor says I'm good, is a good thing, even though for me in the past, I went to multiple doctors because I didn't believe them, right, until I found out I I had anxiety, health anxiety. So, So I constantly feel I can't breathe. What picture would you recommend in order to remove my I can't breathe or I have a heart issue from my head because I've had several doctors tell me I'm fine, That it's anxiety. So that I can't breathe feeling comes from the activation of the sympathetic nervous system. Okay. When that's activated, the stress response, you have more shallow depths, you have you have you have more shallow breathing. You can't really get that air because your body's in that that fight, flight, or or freeze response. It's Everything is activated. So to replace that picture, not only to get to get more complicated, to do NLP, but I recommend the elastic band technique. When you, we, the people who are going through anxiety are very internal, they're ruminating over, oh my God, I can't breathe. Instead of being external in the environment, So how can we become more external in the environment? Do things that get your mind focused on the external environment. Start to read a book. Get out of your comfort zone and read something. Go do photography. Take pictures. Go do something productive. And, and, And write notes. Listen to podcasts. Write notes on how to become a better you just keep moving forward get yourself out of your head and writing notes for me worked wonders i loved listening to podcasts i still do uh but uh when i was going through anxiety recovery i was listening to podcasts I was writing notes down all the time, learning something new. That got me out of the constant fear and, and into my external world. I was learning. I was growing as a person. Because when I was doing photography, like getting outside of my, my internal world, I, I still felt anxious. I, I, it was hard for me to really engage in it. But when I was writing notes, when I was reading and listening to podcasts, that really got me out of my internal world because I was learning something productive as well as growing, right? So that's what I recommend. I recommend just getting new habits. Habits that replace those... Habits that get you from your internal world to your external world habits i this is what i love to talk about habits because you are what you do you are you are what you do if you're constantly ruminating over your your health anxiety your health and your state of well-being Replace that with something else, and that's that's when the note taking and the podcast listening comes into play. You know, I was listening to positive and and inspirational thinkers like Tony Robbins and Russell Brandt and Wim Hof and loads of people who've overcome anxiety. Ryan Holiday, amazing author, great great author, great book ego is the enemy i was reading that when going through anxiety recovery so i was reading these interesting books and learning so i recommend that you you add new habits into your life that take the take the place of these old limiting habits because you are what you do on a daily basis so start doing more things that gets you away from that old you the you that used to worry constantly what can you do to move away from that older you thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast episode i will see you on the next podcast episode do not let anxiety define who you are Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. For more podcast episodes, for more video content, and one-on-one coaching with me via Skype, visit www.unpluganxiety.com for everything you need to know about ending anxiety naturally. I love you all. Have a great day. Bye-bye.